One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not led to who? Talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song. But hey, we gave it a try. So here's the Knights of or they are divided For equal sequel, Kate and Love, they fight I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to In Inspiriority Complex for providing our new theme song It is September 6, 2018 Oh dear lord, where is the time gone? And we're talking Mike Zero. Yeah, we're going there, folks. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zenger. Now, young Skywalker, you will die. That's not as fun as the long Zenger quotes that require like 16 takes. Yeah. It's a What's the longest Star Wars quote there is? Good God, just quote the movie at that point. <laughs> just quite basically just get the screenplay out and just read yeah. it. Just read the screenplay at that point. It's like establishing shot. A small ship flies over past the camera. Is is firing upon another ship. It's about a larger right. ship approaches the frame and continues well past. That'll be fun. We should get Zenger the screen. Maybe I should do Zenger. Maybe beginning like next like year, we have you like read like like one line of dialogue from like a New Hope and to see like by the end if you can actually finish the entire movie. What before losing it and going insane? Eh. Starts a screenplay of the holiday special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, obviously, tonight we're going to talk about the, all the Mike Zero drama. But before we get into that, we have a news update when it comes to Mark and his Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. No word on the Lego Maternity Ward, though, unfortunately. So we're still nope. We're worried about that. But anyway, though, Mark, please, what happened with the Lego Kessel Run Millennium Falcon? So this is such a uh, unique... Uh experience you know odd very odd and unique um basically you know as you know as you all know i won the uh bid for a uh, kessel run millennial falcon around the middle of august or so and i didn't get it to like uh um, oh, we weren't Mon- clap okay yeah i didn't get it to like the monday <laughs> of like the 20th but i didn't open it till like a couple days later to like friday or saturday after that and so I, when I actually opened it and I started building it, I noticed that the first bag... So the way that Lego sets work is like you have Lego pieces in bags and these bags are numbered. And you, know, you look at the instruction bullet and it tells you, um, you know, which, like how you start off. So you start out with one and two, then you, know, you, you go on and so on and so forth. Uh, they do this to make it easy you know, for you to get the build going that way you don't have like thousands of lego pieces scattered around and then you trying to find each one they do this they do this for organization purposes well anyways bag one was supposed to have a lego minifigure uh and it didn't have one i was like oh this is strange maybe they put it in a different bag and this is just a typo on the uh on the instruction booklet and then as i kept going and i was like you know what let me look through the other bags. And I hadn't opened these bags yet, but I wanted to look through the ones that, you know, the booklet says would have minifigures. And I didn't see any pieces. I'm like, 
This is so odd. There's no Lego minifigures in any of these bags. What happened? And then, so I looked at the box to see if it had been tampered with. I mean, the bags themselves didn't look like they were tampered with at all. So, and the box itself didn't look like it was tampered. It looked legit, like it was just like, you know, straight from the factory, you know, straight from the Lego store. Uh, so there was no, and there was no signs that, you know, this was like a counterfeit set. Um, you know, there's been issues with counterfeit Lego sets in the past. Um, you know, the bricks look legitimate. They didn't look like it was some counterfeit or anything. Uh, so I was like, this isn't a counterfeit. It doesn't look like it's tampered with. What the hell happened? You know? And so I get, I, I, I find out, I find Lego's a uh, customer service number. I call them and I told them what happened. I've told them that I've, you know I've in previous sets I've had you know I've missed I've had a missing you know piece or two you know from a set in the past but not an entire set of minifigures I'm like we're you know, and the guy was like wow this is a very unique and stuff and you know, I've never heard this before I'm like me neither but this is what happened and um, oh and before I actually called um, the Lego customer service I you know I messaged the guy on eBay asking him you know. That telling him what had happened, and you know that's how I, he directed me to um, the Lego customer service because he said he bought it directly from Lego. So now I didn't tell the guy when I called. Um, I didn't tell the guy um, on the phone that I got it off eBay because you know that the, I, I told him that I got it as a gift and that, that I bought it off eBay because if I said uh, I bought it off eBay, then the you know, in his mind, he's going to think, oh, you got a counterfeit. It's, a, it's highly likely you got a counterfeit. But I told him, you know, that I got it all, that I got it as a gift. That said, it, it wasn't a counterfeit after all because he had me like, give him some numbers around the box, like one number that's on the tape of the box, and then the other one, another number that's in the um, manual, which apparently it, it tells, it has, it's a code that says, like, you know, what, which factory this set came from so bottom line it's a legitimate set somehow the oddest thing it just happened to be that the uh minifigures were not there so he uh this is about probably the following monday after i opened the i first opened the set so like had to be like the 27th um and he said he was gonna send them to me i finally got them yesterday in the mail but there was, I still had like three pieces missing for the droid that, you know, the droid minifigure that came in the set. I had like three pieces, technically four, um, but two of them are like the same. They're, the, they're supposed to represent the legs um, of the droid. But yeah, so um, that was my experience with the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Yeah, this was very rare. Like I said, it's never really happened before. You know, I mean, I, you know, I can see a set maybe missing. I don't know, like uh, legs of a minifigure or or a head, but not an entire set of minifigures themselves. It was just so odd. And uh, you know, even the even the customer service folks I spoke with, they were like, "Nah, this is very odd. I've never, you know, heard of a set. I've never heard of a set whose all minifigures that you know are missing from it." But that is my little story, my adventure with this uh, Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Quite the odyssey he went through, folks. Oh yeah, and to think I have a uh, pork knight to thank for this. Uh, I I think it was pork knight who took the minifigs out. <laughs> yeah, he recommend he was the one that recommended me this. Uh, yeah, recommended this uh, eBay listing. So 
Yeah, I think it was an inside job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty he, sure Pork Knight, he took the little minifigs out. That's why it was so cheap. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess it's the first time for everything. Yep. That's true. All right. Um, Zenger, do you have anything to add to that story? Nah. Zenger, we, you, you were posting pictures. You're, you're going to be buying an armada of Porgs, right? No, I just actually found that they had a different version of one of the Porgs. Really? Yeah, that it's there's if you look, one of them has sad eyes to it. It has like the the sad eyes that it gave Chewy. And I didn't realize that there was a difference. So now I gotta get that one. Did you know that Best Buy was like having I, I, I meant to send this to you, but I guess I got distracted. Best Buy is like clearancing all their Star Wars stuff. Ooh. Like like they had um like the Poe Dameron helmet, I think for like twenty five dollars, but I think it's like it's out of stock now. But they had the the price. Some of the prices go up and down. Weird how Best Buy fluctuates. They had the the Porg Pops, and I think they're like three dollars a piece. I don't I'm know if they're doing I some don't know shopping if, on Best Buy. Next time Zanger goes in looking for some, like a USB drive, I, I gotta go into Justice League. So definitely for anybody listening, go check out like the collectible. I know Best Buy now has like two or three aisles now of like collectibles. I guess they're also trying to get in on that like lost. Or that oh, they the were getting into that share. when I was there. That was a long time ago now. Well, it's much more. Like, I was in there today. It's much more pronounced. Like they had like the like the new Black Panther like Black Series helmet, not Black Series. Um, Marvel Legends helmet. They have a, they have like a lot of like toys now. Like like it's like three aisles now worth of toys. And I'm not just talking about like gaming collectibles. Like they had the Indoor Raptor from like Jurassic World. They have Marvel Legends. They have Black Series. They have Vintage Collection, and that's just the stuff I recognize. They had the Stranger Things action figures. So yeah, if you uh, if anybody has a Star Wars, they had like a, a BB nine E Lego flashlight keychain for like a dollar. I guess they, I guess nobody wants that for like the retail price of like twenty four ninety nine. So if anybody's listening, like wants like discounted Star Wars like collectibles, go check out your your local best buy because you might be able to find some really good deals so mark are you yeah, interested the website in that is showing nothing well well yeah because a lot of it's clearance they're not gonna have i know like i walked to the store and they, like a lot of stuff i found like a, a forces of destiny sabine for like five bucks i think it's like ten dollars on the website it's, it's weird i think it's a lot of it's um per poor individual eh, per individual store um but mark go buy a bb90 lego flashlight keychain oh i didn't even know those existed yeah, they have like BB nine E. They have Captain Phasma. I, I know BB nine E is like just really cheap because nobody wants that. Yeah, nobody wants a BB nine E. Anyway, though, so yeah, Star Wars collectibles. Go check it out. It's weird. They also have the Han Solo Sabacc game for like like I think Best Buy, not Best Buy, GameStop selling it for like twenty five dollars, and Best Buy has it on clearance for like six. Like that's really cool and all, but I don't know who I would play it with. <laughs> it's like I don't know anybody who would actually be willing to sit down and learn a whole new card game. Especially with a deck of cards that's not uh, conventional, quote unquote. Ooh, you can get the Poe Dameron for three bucks. I Just found it. <gasps> oh, yeah, I was. I was actually. Are at best. still ten bucks. Yeah, they raised the best. price on them. What mark? Oh, wow. I was actually at Best Buy yesterday. Actually, uh, it was. It's interesting. What a funny coincidence. Um, I went there for something different, but um, yeah, I was there. I, I went there to pick up some game codes for a free Pokemon for like. Pokemon Ultra Sun copy. So, I don't know what that is. I sadly know what that is. 
basically <laughs> down basically I coached to download a uh, a free a Pokemon uh, from the internet and uh, you know to get it onto your game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. In, in in narrator's voice, Zach stares blankly into the void as Mark says all these things. Zach can feel the gray hairs forming on his head as Mark talks about the the youth culture in the Pokemon. Just just think of it as downloading a patch for a game or something like it. Oh, okay. Ooh, you can get the Kylo Ren on sale without the mask. So what, Last Jedi version? Yeah, and you can get the Snoke figure. Oh, it's, it's all- not the two-piece one. There's a two-piece uh, Snoke pop? If you try hard enough, you can make yours a two-piece. Oh, I know people have done that with the Black Series, like the one that Mark has. The, the one with the throne chair from GameStop. Apparently, people have done that. They've actually uh, cut that figure in half. You can get the uh, Jon Snow Castle Black Pop figure for eight bucks. Too bad it knows nothing. Do they have the sexy Goldblum? Um, work. No, that's only a Target, I think. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, enough Star Wars discount collectible talk. Topic of the day of the hour. Our favorite per our. The the Alex Jones of the Star Wars fan community, Mike Zero. This is right off the bat. Did, did any of us ever watch one of his videos like before doing this podcast or since doing it? I've never watched one of his videos, nor do I know the topic today. I think I watched one like a while back. And uh, Mark is in a wind tunnel. Like, sorry, uh, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, I thought I put the topic in the group chat. You did, but I then proceeded to not do any research. Well, the- <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to have to leave this in because I had important stuff to do tonight. Oh, I geez. had, I decided Pokemon? now. Now this is this is nerdier than saying I do a podcast about Star Wars. My D and D game was canceled this week because our dungeon master was out of town. So instead, I decided to go play Magic Commander League. Uh, you know what? I've never been embarrassed <laughs> talking to someone over a Skype call before, but you know what, folks? It just happened. How are you embarrassed? That's like the most baller thing anyone could have said to you today. Oh, Zanger, you nerd you. Uh-huh, very much so. While Mark is coming out of the wind tunnel, uh, my experience with Mike Zero is I've always been aware of him. So I try think to like, I, look this up or at least try yes. to do research. Okay. Just, just, you know, just Google it. He'll come up because he's really popular now in Star Wars. Um, I feel, I feel, you know, I feel like a, I feel like a like a high school teacher now. Like when it's like, okay, who did the homework, and none of the class raises their hand. All right, I'm back. M- Mark's back from the wind tunnel, and he still hasn't gotten that WD forty. No, I still have not. My wife wants me to get it though. But. Is she is she gonna be a Patreon subscriber, and she gets the uh, the Patreon? Oh, hey, and all guy. that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Mike Zero. Uh, I remember, like, back, like, in 2015, like, before The Force Awakens, like, every once in a while. This guy does a terrible lighting job on himself. Just like all the other good YouTubers out there. Yes. I was aware of him, like, going back to, like, during 2015 before Force Awakens came out. I remember, like, once or twice I watched one of his videos. And I'm like, this is just not, like, it's, it's fan speculation that's just being sold as news, which I think... It's so obvious to discern that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love fan theories. Like, anytime I see a fan theory for something, 
I'm always the first one to click on it, even if it's been like tagged as like false or just full of it. Because like I, I just like the idea of someone just speculating. Because a lot, of, I remember back during like the Rogue One reshoots, like someone's like posted something on Reddit, and they're like, oh, like the reason why the the rebellion is going to like Scarif is because there's a test for new um, um, cargo walkers, and that's the reason why the rebellion's all upset. And I'm like, okay, despite the fact <laughs> the Death Star's in the film. Then, like, one of the things that this, like, Reddit, like, obviously, whoever posted this on Reddit was full of it. This, it wasn't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Mike Zero, or I think it wasn't him. Could have been. Could have been. Um, definitely within his wheelhouse. But the person said that, like, oh, part of the reshoots involved toning down a scene where Vader went all Jason Voorhees on some rebel troopers. Everyone's like, oh, that's complete BS. That's not going to happen in the movie. And that was one thing that actually turned out to be incredibly true. And I know that Lucasfilm claims that was like added in like in August, which was like, I think four or five months before the uh, story eventually broke sometime like in early 2016, that they were going to reshoot rogue one, a lot of it. And it's like, Oh, okay. So like, I don't know how much of this part of the Mike zero. Okay. Let's just lay out the Mike zero story. Um, Mike zero is in the news or I guess the star Wars news because he had some sort of video on YouTube claiming that Ryan Johnson was being fired off his uh, Star Wars trilogy of films. And Ryan Johnson tweeted out, and I quote, wait, ha 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 This is all because of Zero. Ha 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 ha. When we were in production, we had a guy keeping an eye on online rumors. At some point, we started using, quote, Zero as a verb. Like, quote, throws trash out at basket but slips it out of your hand and falls behind you. Zeroed it, end quote. And, and so he tweeted that out in the, um, because it was the, it's this YouTube faction, again, the anti-Star Wars YouTube faction that's saying Ryan Johnson's punching down, he's insulting a Star Wars fan, he's bullying this guy. Um, I don't know how you bully somebody that has over 100,000 YouTube subscribers. I, I, I don't know how you do that. And I think Ryan Johnson deleted the tweet, I think, within like an hour or two of actually tweeting it out there. And he's apologized since, saying, obviously, it was a, a lapse of judgment. He shouldn't have done that. But that's basically why Mike Zero is in the news and why he's on a, a much higher platform than he typically is, is because of this whole scenario with Ryan Johnson. So uh, go ahead, Mark. W- what's your opinion on Mike Zero? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, basically, Mike Zero is like the super shadow of the sequel trilogy. And, um, and for those that don't know super shadow, he was a guy, I guess he was a blogger back in the day. Um, when the prequels were coming out, he would put out all these like false rumors about, you know, what would, what would be showing up on the, uh, on any of the prequel trilogy movies. You know, I, I, I wasn't aware of it, uh, back in the day because I didn't really have internet in my home. I didn't get it to like later on, uh, in life. And even then, I, I, I still wasn't aware of this guy until like a few years later. Um, especially once I got into more into the fandom. Um, but, you know, basically, this is what this guy sounds like. You know, just someone that's making up crap. Uh, you know, here's some speculation from somewhere, sort of embellishes it on, on it and, you know, and essentially, he has material for a, you know, for a YouTube video. Gives it a clickbaity type of, you know, title. So that's how he gets his clicks. So that's my understanding of Mike Zero. And I'm, and I've been, 
keen to this guy since you know since the Force Awakens. Actually, I think he's coming. Out, he's come out some videos since then, and I think uh, like the guys over at making Star Wars have kind of you know pretty much said that you know pretty much confirmed that this guy is just you know like the super shadow of the sequel trilogy, um, making up stuff. You know they don't have. He doesn't have the type of scoops, the type of, you know, that making Star Wars has. Um, so that's why I don't use guys like Mike Zero or any other of these uh, YouTubers that, you know, are making um, Star Wars fan speculation videos, Star Wars theory videos. You know, uh, I, you know, what they say, I take it to a, for a grain of salt and I just go with like guys like um, making Star Wars folks or the guys over at Star Wars Newsnet. Um, yeah, I take their... I. They're, they're, uh, the rumors that they put out, I, I give them more weight than, you know, some of these other guys that are on YouTube, you know, putting rumors out. Um, so, yeah, so that's my understanding of Mike Zero, just um, the super shadow of the sequel trilogy. All right, Zanger, add to this, are you still looking into this guy? Uh, still kind of looking into this guy and listening intently. All right. Um, well, Zenger continues to do scrib- furiously scribble and get his homework done before the teacher peers over his shoulder to see what his progress is. Um, I-, I know what Mark's referencing. There's a making it's a poop star emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but no, like referencing the article that uh, Mark had mentioned, the making Star Wars one. It's titled "Mike Zero is Trash." I, I think that tell. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Um, mm. I- I'll link to it in the show notes. And I read the article. And like I said, obviously I have very conflicted opinions on what making Star Wars does and their um, characterization of the Star Wars fan base, and especially the parts of it that doesn't agree with them. But uh, like most things in life, I agree with part of what Jason Ward's saying, and I disagree with it. Mike Zero, I don't want to say he's trash. I think how he's trying to play himself as the victim is wrong. He's not the victim here. But at the same time, I think there is a thing of buyer beware when it comes to spoiler culture. If if you're get, if you're going to listen to anything again, I don't know about you guys, but like I don't believe really anything I read on the internet unless I'm looking at like a document form where I've typed in my own information for something. I don't believe I very rarely believe anything I read online. And if you're again, I don't mean to sound demeaning, but if you're dumb enough to believe that some random person on the internet that you've never met before knows the inside scoop on a Star Wars film. Like, like I know, like Mark mentioned that, like, and you have the making Star Wars is the Star Wars news nets, and there are people from the Hollywood trades, like Variety, Variety, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, that do have clout. But these people, even though like Mike Zero is clearly a charlatan, I, I think there's no other way better to describe him other than charlatan. And he's selling a speculation channel as a news one. And he he's wrong for that reason. Like, obviously, he's mischaracterizing what he does. But at the same time, though, if people want to believe that, that's that's their prerogative. It's, it's up to their own discretion. Like, if you want to go listen to him spew nonsense, that's fine. And in the Making Star Wars article, they're like, oh, he's, he's doing a disservice. He's sitting there. He's blatantly lying. That's fine, though. But... No, but I know it's not like people who are buying shares of Disney stock are looking at Mike Zero and being like, oh man, Ryan Johnson's out. It, it's like, come on, like this is some random guy on the internet. Um, it, it's weird. This it, again, it's also, I guess, people also, we have this weird sort of um bouncing or maybe, oh, God, I don't know what the right word would even be, where we're having this like adjustment to the culture where, like, I guess going back to the Harry Knowles Ain't It Cool News era. 
where he would get like scoops in the late nineties, early two thousands. And he'd sit there, like talk about this. Like he was really the only person doing that sort of thing. You know, Harry knows clearly has fallen out of favor in the last few years for a multitude of reasons. He was a trailblazer when it came to a uh, movie and entertainment, pop culture, spoiler culture. And back then, like when he would get like a copy, I think there's one story and Zenger probably knows this. Was I think he got a copy of like Attack of the Clones, like on a VHS bootleg, like a month before it came out, and he watched it like in a hotel room and took notes. Like when that would happen, you really had to kind of have your finger on the pulse of like Star Wars fandom. Whereas now everybody, like you had to be a really diehard fan to even know what any cool news was. Never mind Harry Knowles's one month early review of Attack of the Clones. Whereas now there are so many, there's so much noise not just for Star Wars, but anything in entertainment, that it's hard to discern what's real and what's not. Um, even though, again, making Star Wars is usually correct, they have had some, you know, it's minor blemishes, but again, take the Warhammer from The Force Awakens, the Leia subplot of that. I, I think they, during the Last Jedi era, they were claiming that there was going to be a Knights of Ren versus Rey fight on Octo. And clearly they are trying, and when it comes to like, um, spoiler culture, the the much like how Yoda says difficult to see always emotion is the future that's what happens with spoiler culture like something will get out there and the studio will change it or there are false flags that are put out or I guess decoys to see what maybe if, if you do have leaks you, you can kind of smoke out the leak by putting out fake stuff and seeing where it trickles out to like any type of spoiler stuff i know a few times i know a lot on this podcast uh, we cover spoilers we cover the, the the speculation the conjecture but i think nine times out of ten we always preface it with it is most likely conjecture and it, it really you ha- i think people have to it has to be buyer beware uh like i've always said i've said it numerous times on this podcast it's probably one of my mantras uh do research you read anything online just please whether it be star wars rumors or entertainment reviews heck you're buying a new refrigerator and you want to see what reviews the whirlpool got just research the living daylights out of it don't believe everything you hear at face value and i'm pretty sure our audience is is smarter than that but it's just it's just in general though the fact that uh star wars fan content creators think that they have to police the fandom and even though we discussed it I, i know people like it when we discuss like what's going on in the fandom and I'm always terrified to do that because I'm, I feel like we're walking on eggshells to begin with. And then you make those eggshells even, even brittler in the process. And it, the weird thing is that you had the Star Wars podcasting cartel that was that was perpetually policing the Star Wars fandom. Now we have the other side, the, the YouTube I hate Star Wars component policing the fandom. So now we have basically we have the Gestapo and the KGB both coming after this fan base. And it, it's it's going to ruin Star Wars. It's like anything. The more you police a fan base, or you, or you really police anything, you ruin it. Um, I'm not saying that if somebody's saying, like, uh, that, obviously I'm not trying to say something like Kelly Marie Tran. Like, obviously that's wrong. If somebody's saying, hey, like how we read in our Rotten Tomatoes, or somebody's saying, hey, get rid of this person based on their ethnicity or their gender. No, that, that shouldn't be tolerated, clearly. I, I'm just saying that to cover my bases. But like if if Mike Zero wants to say that Ray's gonna have Kylo Ren's baby, is he wrong for stating it is news? Yes, but I don't think anybody else has the right to shut him down. 
So let me get this straight. He's he's always putting it forth as he he's he's not doing speculation like I would. He's straight up saying no. This is what's going on. From my understanding, yeah. From my understanding of him, I don't know. I do not watch a lot of him. Um, I, I guess I, I see. I've seen him as a charlatan for three years now, so I don't like to contribute to. Anything. And like I said, it, it's really it's also really dumb speculation. But yes, he will like the Ryan John. The thing that got him in trouble with Ryan Johnson was he made a video saying like it's the most. Oh my god! Like what would be the word? Oh god! Archetypal YouTube. It's like whoa, guys! I got a tip from my insider Lucasfilm. Ryan Johnson is out. It's like he's don't forget out, to he's, fist pump that that like button and hit that subscribe orb. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, exactly. Like how Zenger says it like very uh, mockingly at the end of some of our episodes, like smash that uh, bell to get all notifications from our channel. Um, it's like, it is the worst of, it, it's just, it's horrible. I forgot um, I do that on here every now and then. Well, you do it jokingly. You're not doing it to like literally say. Oh like, no, I, I always do it as a joke. There's another podcast where whenever me and him do stuff, we, we end it with us trying to come up with the dumbest things to say at the end. For that, well, yeah, and that's and that's what Mike Zero is like. He is the worst type of person like that uh, because he again he's selling it as news. And if you aren't a diehard Star Wars fan that's extremely skeptical, I could see why people would buy into it. Like I get it. He, he his packaging is very slick, and, and and he he makes points that make sense to um people that I guess I don't want to be condescending. But like Star Wars layman, like so, like let's say you're just like this a, a casual Star Wars fan. That's not meant to be demeaning again, but like, and you're like, oh, you you see one of his videos, like you're watching something on YouTube, and it's like recommended. Ray's gonna have Kylo Ren's baby, and obviously it has like the little thumbnail with all like has like Kylo Ren Ray, and they have like little red circles around their lightsabers or whatever it is, and you'll click on it, and he will say, again, it's a very slick, well produced video. And he'll say these things, and then you'll have somebody then go on Facebook and say, like, just watch this video with this guy, and he says that Ray and Kylo Ren are going to do this, though. And, that, and as, we, as Mark likes to say, that's how fake news is propagated. Um, it's, it's like the game yeah. of telephone. And, and you can't really escape that. But Mike Zero can do that all, all he wants. It's the whole idea of it's up to the audience – to discern what's real and what's not. It's like if I go up, if I'm sitting on a street corner, I have a sign that says magic beans, $20 and somebody buys one of my magic beans. Who's wrong here? Is it like much like how Obi-Wan said, who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him at the end of the day, I would imagine Mike Zero's not, um, what's the word demented that he actually believes what he's saying. And he's clearly making money off of it. Yet there are people that buy into his shtick the same way. Like why I talk about midnight's edge, the YouTube channel, and they have a YouTube thumbnail that says the humiliation of Kathleen Kennedy. It's hyperbole just for the sake of hyperbole. And, and, and that's what it is. He, he's making money off star Wars. And that's the sad thing that these people aren't fans. They're making, they, they might enjoy star Wars, but, and I've said it before, and this is not meant uh, as any disparaging toward any Star Wars YouTube channels. I know there are good ones out there. Obviously, I love Star Wars Explained. I'm just now getting into Hello, Greedo. But you look at YouTube, though. YouTube is a zero-cost or zero-barrier uh, of entry. 
You don't need any money to do anything with YouTube. And if you become successful on YouTube, it pays you money for something that you're not laying any cash for. Yet when it comes to podcasts, even though there are some podcasts that obviously do make money and other ones that are self-sustaining, even if they aren't making a profit, there's at least putting money where your mouth is. Like if, if Mike Zero or Midnight's Edge want to put their money where their mouths are, go start a podcast. Put money into your hatred of this stuff or your contempt for it. And I think that's the ultimate litmus test. When I, I guess when it comes to anything in life, um, it's like consumer reports. If people, if you want objective reviews, go to sources that are going to make you pay for it. And even though a lot of people don't want to pay, especially today's culture, nobody wants to pay for anything. But chances are the more you're paying for something, the more of an objective analysis you're getting. Or, or people putting their own money into it. Getting off soapbox. <laughs> Slowly gets down off soapbox. It's a very high soapbox. Like I really like. I, I got. I, I think I'm winded at this point because of how high up I am. Like the air is kind of thin. I'm kind of wheezing. I'm a little lightheaded. I think I need Zenger to like uh, or Mark to get the cherry picker up there to get me down. <laughs> I'm actually um, reading this. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, article, hold on, hold on. This is the first time I'm hearing there. about it. <laughs> get up there. Who's den of nerds? I yeah, saw that. Why does that sound too. familiar? It's it's there's so many like and this is not moment. If you're listening to this podcast, all like six of you, thank you for listening. Like there is, thank you for taking your Star Wars podcasting business here. I know that you have a multitude of options. I I think it's something like three or four new Star Wars podcasts a day. Uh, and thank you for listening because again, we do like when it came to this podcast and how I originally formulated it amongst my other cohorts that that obviously mark zanger and jim who came on it was the whole idea of like how i pitched the podcast was npr meets coast to coast am and the more and more i think about that i think there's maybe two percent of the population that will actually get that and for those who don't get it for those of you in realville obviously i think everybody knows what npr is and you have that mixed with coast to coast am coast to coast am is just uh it used to air at like midnight to like 4 a.m., right, Zanger, on AM radio? Yes. And you had Art Bell, even though Art Bell now is deceased, rest in peace, Art Bell. It was the whole idea. You had like wacky just – and, let, and you, people would call into Art Bell with all these weird sort of like conspiratorial things where it was like the aliens, like um, uh, they're putting stuff in the water to turn the frogs gay. That, that sort of like rhetoric mm -hmm. and Art Bell would basically sit there and let anybody talk as long and he'd, 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 he'd not buy into it but he'd buy into the premise that they were trying to sell and he'd ask them questions trying to sit there and see how well their argument held up um, I, don't, I don't think Art Bell believed in half the stuff that people called him to tell him about but he was willing to listen to it and that's kind of like what we're doing here like what we want to do like we love the rumors we love the speculation and we always preface it with this is probably incorrect but it's fun to listen to it and then dissect it and figure out much, again, this is going to be a lot of uh, Star Wars quoting, much like what Ahsoka says in Rebels. There's always a bit of truth in Legends. But that is true, though. Like In a lot of these rumors, there is usually strands of truth in there. And you can see that when it came to Force Awakens rumors, Rogue One rumors, Last Jedi and Solo. There are things in there that you'd be like, oh, I can see where that rumor came from or why someone would interpret it the way they did based on probably the limited information they had at the time. All right, and, Jack, you ready to come down? I know. It's really bad. I, at this point, I, I'm kind of feel like I'm one of those guys on top of the building about to jump down. Zenger's like, if anybody out there has seen Dirty Harry, 
and like there's a guy about to jump off the roof and Zanger's dirty Harry and he's like insulting me, trying to make me like jump on him, like or like punch him in the face. Yeah. So, so you're just, ready to come down? I don't know. I, I feel like I have a lot to say on this topic because I usually shy away from talking about the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> We're building the machine to bring him down. We're having to haul it in. No, no, no. You need to take down that. That's the support beam. You'll bring it all down. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Careful now. Union break. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, and I, I thought this was an interesting topic. Um, so- hey, Ricky, Ricky, union break. <laughs> Oh man, I love I love our uh, two bit comedy on this podcast. Two bit comedy on a third rate podcast. Yeah. Oh dear, uh, Mark. Do you have it? So Mark, you said you were reading the Making Star Wars article. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Like I said, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Uh, yeah, when you brought up the topic about Mike Zero earlier, uh, you know, the other day, I thought we were just talking about the guy and you know how he's such a rumor guy, you know, like Super Shadow. But I didn't think that there was some. His name was trending, at least among Star Wars fans. So let me see here. So Zero literally makes up lies about Ryan, a real person losing their job. Ryan is is also accessible. Some of these creators aren't, but he is. The dude hung out at Star Wars Celebration with fans for like four hours and has been extremely forthcoming on Twitter. Well, that's that one. True. Well, that's one thing too. Is like Mark was there during celebration, and Ryan Johnson like was there for like for how long? Mark, he was like shaking people's hands, taking pictures, signing autographs at like what two in the morning? Yeah. Like Mark was there for that. Like Mark, Mark is a firsthand witness. Like like everybody talks about like how Ryan Johnson's ruining Star Wars. This guy like. Two in the morning until like six, sat around a bunch of smelly nerds that hadn't showered in like probably like days and hung out with them, talked with them, just like learned like what it was like being in that sort of culture, like the fan culture, the diehard fan culture. And yet this guy gets like no reprieve. Like I, I even if he, like, I know there are people that listen to us that didn't like The Last Jedi. And and we do have civil people. I'm not again, like once again. We're never going to say anybody's wrong for disliking the last Jedi. You can dislike the last Jedi as long as you want, but you can't say it's like an awful film just because it didn't give you what you specifically wanted. You can say it disappointed you, it it ruined your childhood, but you can't say it's objectively bad just because you didn't like it. Um, but it's just like I don't know how you throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes with Ryan Johnson. Like he is a like I again. I've only interacted with him, I think, like once on Twitter. Like I tweet, this was like I think during like 2016. He was like talking about, I think it was a movie Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. I think he was giving like an intro to a screening of that, and like however he talked, like it just like blew me away. And I, I tweeted him like I love the idea that this is the guy that's directing the new Star Wars film, and he like liked my tweet, and like that's like that's the sort of stuff. Again, like I, I can't, I would imagine Ryan Johnson would be infinitely more fun to sit down and have dinner with. Than JJ or Ron Howard. Ron Howard might be interesting. I don't know, but I think like, I'd have a lot more in common with Ryan Johnson. Just be like, hey, like I just because I feel Ryan Johnson is much more of. It's not just a paycheck to him. He's not as callous by the Holly the the Hollywood machine that like JJ and Ron Howard are. 
And poor Gareth Edwards, I think, is buried somewhere out in like the New Mexico desert after what happened with Rogue One. <laughs> is there, are you the foreman of this construction site? No, no, no. You need to talk to Bill over there. He's got the permits. Yeah, I know he's high up, but we've got to get him down somehow. No, no, we cannot structurally keep a soapbox that big. I don't know how he did it. I have a question. We have we have Judge Zanger, Hipster Zanger, Nerd Zanger. Now we have Foreman Zanger. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we need to keep track of all these different uh, personas you have. I don't know how I do. <laughs> Does regular Zanger count as one of the personas? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. But yeah, like going back to what Mark was saying with this Making Star Wars article, um, there's there's a lot of like mentioning other YouTube channels and stuff. But I, going like one thing, we might discuss this in the future, though. But it's like Red Letter Media. Red Letter Media put out their Last Jedi review. And I watched it in its entirety. And it's the exact same points that were in their Half in the Bag review. And for those of you who don't watch Red Letter Media, they have part of their channel. They have different, I don't want to call it segments, but different types of shows. Um, Half in the Bag is there. It's Mike and Jay reviewing like films that are in theaters. And obviously Mr. Plinkett is, is the foundation of Red Letter Media. But it's more the satirical analysis of Star Wars, really big major films, Indiana Jones, Titanic, Avatar, uh, things like that. What'd they even say about The Last Jedi? It's, um, the, the, the main points to it are, they, it's, it's a weird review because they, they're trying to, they, they give the, the, a fringe of trying to be objective, but mostly what it is that, Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars because he tried because he subverted our expectations. And again, like I said, I've been watching Red Letter Media religiously ever since the the fall winter of two thousand nine. So I I've seen every single one of their videos from the Phantom Menace review to Half in the Bag to Best of the Worst, Wheel of the Worst review, everything. I said I love Red Letter Media. And if you go back to, they loved Force Awakens. They were over the moon about Force Awakens. And when Rogue One came out, all they did was crap on it because it was too derivative. It was too much of the same. I need to actually watch some of their stuff. Well, but probably, if you don't like Brother Media, it, it, it a little I, bit goes a long it's way. It's because everyone tells me I should watch it and you should do this and you should do that. My immediate response is kind of like, I don't want to now. Well, well, even as I was watching The Last Jedi review, it was becoming tedious because it's an hour and it's everything you've already watched them talk about before. It's, this, it's the same things that were in The Last Jedi Half in the Bag review. It was the same things that were in the Rogue One Half in the Bag review. In that, their argument for Rogue One and Last Jedi was, or not, okay, Rogue One, because we're going chronologic order, it was Star Wars has nowhere to go. Star Wars is straight up x Star Wars has plenty places to go. Well, that's what I mean, though. So when they'll say Rogue One, Star Wars is essentially Rogue One. It's X-Wings, TIE Fighters, Stormtroopers, Nostalgia. And then when you have Last Jedi that comes out and tries to uproot all that, they'll go, that's not filmmaking, that's wrong. Subverting expectations doesn't make movies. And it's like you just criticized the movie, the previous one, for something and said, 
in order for them to fix it, they have to do something new and different. They do something new and different, and you say, that's incorrect. Uh, and, and I really, I, again, Red Letter Media, I've said it before on here, they make, they gross. Again, I don't know after taxes. I don't know after what Patreon takes. But I'd be confident in saying they're netting probably around $400,000 a year, minimum, from their, from their exploits. From YouTube to Patreon to merchandise, I'd say 400000 Another trying and, to do a podcast. Are they? I don't know. Probably. That's I don't think. Well, no, because they, they don't want to pay for that's that. That's what... That's what the YouTube. That's what the YouTube careers normally go to. Is uh, let's start doing podcasting too. Well, not really, because a lot of the YouTube channels that are big, they never go to podcasting because they don't want to pay money for anything. Yeah, that's you. A lot I, of the ones I, I, I seem to be around normally. Okay, well, I, I guess I don't. I don't pretend like much like Mike Zero. I'm not going to or the opposite, of Mike Zero. I'm not going to pretend to know everything. Well, um, here here's the other thing on this Mike Zero thing to kind of vaguely roll back in for a split second. I, I know there's other YouTubers and stuff that I like, like made a ton of predictions and stuff. What irritated me is after the movie came out or movies came out that they did all these predictions for and all the speculation and inside sources, nothing was ever mentioned. Like they never, I never saw a video of them going, Hey, I got stuff wrong. Or, you know, Hey, here's this just moved on to the start speculating about the next thing. And it's like, it's just annoying that nobody even took into account anything that they have been discussing. For like the past, I don't know how long. While Zenger says all this, Zach quietly deletes the two episodes of the podcast called Solo Plot Predictions that we've never oh, no, referenced the in thing. the four I've, months I've since the films came out. Said, I've openly said on those that I'll probably get stuff wrong, I'm just making predictions. I never say, I have a source that has told me this. I have somebody close to it that has told me this. This is pure, pure speculation on my part. The thing that irritates me is these people who supposedly have these inside contacts that then say this stuff and then just never talk about it afterwards. It's like, can't, can't they at least be like, hey, I guess my source wasn't reliable? Or like, just at least like a, hey, I got, because I mean, I've openly admitted on reviews on stuff like that whenever I do predictions, I'm like, hey, I got it wrong. I missed the mark. Yeah, you know, I think uh, one of the things and, that and I, I queued him up. Right, I, I think one of the things that we <laughs> that I think that we've done a pretty good job on is, you know, we, we make it clear that when we're theorizing, we're saying this is a theory. Have when we're when we're we'll make it clear that when we say something that's meant to speculation, we make it clear that it's speculation. Yeah, um, if I hear a rumor, if I read a rumor somewhere, I say this is a rumor I read. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of, you know, of of being explicit I in mean, uh, in what we say, you know, you know that way, you know, we don't come out looking like we we were liars or that we were trying to do. Well, that's the thing. I'm not trying to say this guy's a liar either. I'm just saying I, I don't know. It's just I I feel, and once again, it's I feel there's no like credibility to some people, and that, I, I guess that's that's kind of its own thing. Is if you keep if you keep trusting someone, trusting someone on something, and they never produce, then why do you keep paying attention to them? Well, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say. I mean, because there there are guy... a lot of YouTubers that do Star Wars stuff that I don't even listen to, watch, or do anything with, because it feels like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for content at this point, and it's like I don't even give a crap what you're talking about now. <laughs> right, right. But but I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, this guy is a BS artist because. Well, I think I think the best way to describe it is charlatan. 
Like, I think th- that's what he is. He's a charlatan. He's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. He's super shadow. He's a super shadow of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, that's how I that's how I think of him as, you know, plain and simple. Others, you know, I don't think he should be taken seriously. I mean, yeah, he might hear a rumor here and there or something, but, you know, take what he says in the grain of salt. Like, like I said, Mike Zero, just things that he said, he doesn't, don't ever pan out. Maybe one or two things, but the majority of the stuff just doesn't. And I think he does, and, and, and I'm guessing he does this for, you know, attention, for clicks and stuff, you know, and to build up a following, but he is kind of duping people as well. Uh, you know, especially when he says something that's really more of a theory, but he does, he says it in a way like, oh, this is a highly likely thing that's going to happen, which, you know, I, it, it really does sound like he's duping people, in my opinion. Well, you look at his, his channel, and I'm trying to look at his videos that, oh, God, he put, oh, my Lord, he puts it like five videos a day. Oh, my God. And you look at, okay, I'm trying to go back at least a month. And it seems like most of his videos get in the ballpark of around 15,000 views. And usually, from what I've read, YouTube typically pays around $7 for every 1,000 views. And he gets around an average 10,000 views. He's right. He releases a tons of ton of videos. Um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to go back even just like like a month. And I'm just I'm scrolling. I'm like I've scrolled like God, how many pages worth? I'm still only like three weeks away. So let's say he puts out. Okay, let's do some back of the envelope math. So let's say he makes around seventy dollars per video, and he does let's say four videos a day. So he might be making in the ballpark of around eight thousand dollars a month. Think about that. Like, I would imagine anybody out there that can make almost $100,000 a year off spewing BS Star Wars rumors, who wouldn't like that as a career or a way of bringing money in? Imagine if you could, I want everybody who's listening right now, take a step back and you thought about it. You go out and you buy an $800 camera and you go, I don't, he probably has, I don't know, probably has probably some sort of illegally attained version of Adobe Premiere or one of the or Final Cut. Something like that. But let's even be generous that he's paying the licensing fee of like like a hundred dollars a month. He he's making he's living probably a very comfortable life for just spewing nonsense. Like we are definitely in the age of you can like I remember Zenger probably remembers this. There was a South Park episode where everybody wants to cash their what was it, their internet fame check? Yeah. And so like the kids go, they see chocolate rain. They see Sneezing Panda, Tron Guy. Um, I remember that episode. Yeah, there you go. And and like they're talking about how everybody's like net worth is how many billions of dollars, like internet billion dollar currency. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to cash that? And it's like, well, back like a decade ago, internet fame didn't mean much. It just kind of meant maybe Dr. Phil would book you and you get 15 minutes of fame. Now people are making legitimate money off this. Like when people yeah, like like Chewbacca woman freaking made a crap ton off of just signing stuff. Well, well, yeah. Plus, she got a lot of sponsorships. Walmart, like all the toy people. Um, but think about it, that was like a small burst that wasn't sustained. And you look at like some again. There are better YouTube channels out there. Like, and there is Star Wars Explained that is trying. Like, very rarely speculates. And it's 
almost 99% factual stuff from either canon or legends. And he's making money off this, obviously. But there are like I, going back to Midnight's Edge, they had a um, they usually average around ten thousand, fifteen thousand views per video, much like Mike Zero, and they had but they had a Star Trek video about like the the drama around Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth maybe leaving the Star Trek Four. It has two million views. You know how much money they made? even if they're only making around seven bucks per thousand views, they probably paid for probably half a year's worth of expenses from that one video alone. Like that's like when and again and and I want people to, to really sink this in. I'm sorry to repeat myself though. They're not paying anything to do this. There's it's not like they're renting a studio. It's it's a bunch of guys over a Skype call or Audacity, which is free, just recording themselves and throwing in audio clips. Like think about it. there are people out there that are making serious money with practically no effort. Like, that's amazing to me, whereas, again, as much as I disagree, again, with making Star Wars and how they kind of conduct themselves in the fan community, they at least put they, – they have a website domain. They're paying money for that website domain. They have writers. They have, obviously, uh, insiders, and they have sources. that obviously they probably, they probably have two or three that they use to corroborate stories. I got to give them credit. Jason Ward knows what he's doing. Him and, and, and the rest of his his group at making Star Wars, they they are they know what the game they're playing and they're playing it well, and I think there is a level of they're putting the effort in for this stuff. And Mike Zero comes in and is the if anybody's ever seen the scene from Monty Python's Life of Brian, and you have the scene where um, I think it's like the bazaar, and you have all the different like uh, uh, the doomsayers, the world's ending today. No, it's ending tomorrow. And you have every single one of those. And Mike Zero is the one that has the most people, and people are throwing money at him. And it's the most uh, gonzo bonker stuff. <laughs> this, and, and you know, it's interesting you talk about this because uh, in this article um, that Making Star Wars has, the very bottom it says, um, you know, it talks about if the Star Wars community doesn't put a high value on truth, it doesn't deserve to exist, doesn't deserve to be a culture if it has such. Weak values that were post-truth. Why do I work as hard as I do to get the truth? I could just read Reddit for two hours, embellish someone else's theory or scoop to be more profitable, and have stories coming out of my site's ass twenty-four-seven. <laughs> that's exact. That's easy. That's what I. That that what I do. So he says that's easy. What I do is hard. What I do requires organization, critical thinking. The ability to mobilize people, start conversations in the discourse. I want the answers too, and most of all, you know, love Star Wars and keep my enthusiasm for it genuine and real. Um, so yeah, so let's see. So you know, this touches on that idea that you know he may do things a certain way, but he does, uh, you know, he does a good job at what he does. He does, you know, he works hard for the you know the scoops he gets and stuff. You know, he's legitimate, you know, passionate about, you know, putting out, you know, information with high veracity. Whereas Mike Zero is just a guy that, you know, goes on uh, Reddit or something and, you know, or, or reads some theory somewhere and he puts out a video about it. That's one thing, too, that has to be brought up here. It's like, why, what separates when it comes to scoops and rumors Jason Ward from Mike Zero? It's that... 
you do it for your own personal standard after a while. Like, yes, Jason is 110% correct. He could go, he could go on the street corner. Yeah, Rachel, I know they're on a high horse right now. We're trying to get them down. Well, tell, go tell Rick that we've got the permits. Sorry. We also, on top of having a Foreman Zenger, we have Foley Artist Zenger. What I already have all these. You were so Zenger, how many hats a, do you have? I don't know. Do you? At this point, it's like five or six. I know. It's like Keep one every day of the week. But, but, but this is the same as Foreman Zinger because the birds have now gotten in because you are so high up. On oh, your okay. Well, I figure at this point, I'm even beyond the birds. The birds won't even come to my level anymore. Oh, hold on a second then. Can continue. I'll, I'll in the meantime, try to find oh, Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll wait for the next um, interruption. Uh, but no, I think it comes to personal standards. Like, after again, like Jason said, like we could do it. I could imagine Zenger doing it. Zenger could go, I think, I could imagine Zenger goes out to Best Buy to buy, like, a, I don't know, like a printer for, like, 50 bucks, comes home with, like, a $1,000 camera, and it's like, hey, yeah. Ellie, guess what? Hey, Ellie, guess what? I'm going to be the new Mike Zero. And it's like, and think about it. Zenger has the personality. He goes I've and gets done it. He's done I, it. No, I legitimately have done it. Uh, the origins of Zingness before the YouTube there show, is right? a midpoint of Zingness where it was a YouTube channel. Like, legitimately, me and Ellie sitting in front of the camera talking. But were you obnoxious enough? No. We'll see that what you're missing. You're missing that key level of, like, like enticing obnoxiousness and i think again there is an art to what mike zero is doing like there, there's an art to being a charlatan like not everyone can be that but again zanger, zanger could very easily go get like go get a green bed sheet from bed bath and beyond and go hang it up in front of something and just do the exact same thing mike zero is doing it's, it's not hard to do yet at the end of the day i think zanger realizes yeah he could be a charlatan we all could be a charlatan um, I can go on the street corner and sell you magic beans that's going to cure all your wishes. Um, but I think what it boils down to is standards. Like, do you want to be remembered for that? Like, one of the, when I originally pitched this podcast to Mark, I would say, wouldn't it be fun to kind of have like a legacy in the Star Wars fan community? Like, wouldn't it be like to at least have, like, even though it might be an incredibly small niche, there is a portion of the Star Wars fan base that is ours, like a group that we're amassing. And even though it's it's no longer just poured night at the Knights of Vader Cafe, we've got like four or five people now. It's the whole idea of it that it is ours. And I think Mark can attest to this because when he went to Star Wars Celebration, Mark paid, I think, um, I forget, it was like, what, what, Mark, $30, $40 to go to the, the Making Star Wars party? Uh, I did, yeah. Exactly, but, like, think about that. Uh, Making Star Wars is able to have a party where people paid money to go hang out with them. I doubt if Mike Zero did that, he had the same reception. No, he wouldn't. Uh, so, um... Yeah, Control Tower, we've got a bogey up here. I knew that was coming. I was waiting for the plane. <laughs> so yeah, just... it, it, they're pretty high up on this horse right now. No, they're civilians. We can't shoot them down. Civilians. It's also a construction crew with a ton of birds <laughs> around it, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, if everybody knows, Zenger is doing all these uh, sound effects in real time. Like, this is not like, uh, like edited, <laughs> not added, added in post. post. This is all in real time. <laughs> We're Mark and I are experiencing this at the exact same moment that you are. Um, oh, my God, um, oh my God, we're having too much fun tonight. 
see him doing homework either, and it's working out fabulously. <laughs> it's just me having sound effects queued up. Zach's just going through YouTube real quick, just scrolling, figuring out, okay, let's get it sound good in, in the audio after the fact. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, like again, Mike, Mike Zero, um, I, unless anybody has anything else to add, I think we're kind of coming to a close with this. It's, it's again, I don't think anybody has the right to shut Mike Zero down. I would imagine that if he tried applying for some sort of, I know for like Star Wars podcasters, they have a thing where you can go to like the Star Wars Celebration podcasting stage. Um, if there's a YouTube equivalent of that, or even if it's the podcasting one, I can't imagine Mike Zero would be granted. I doubt they would restrict him from Celebration. I would imagine amongst like interacting with people, I doubt like if somebody like Pablo Hidalgo or Matt Martin or... Andy Gutierrez saw him. I, I would imagine he not persona non grata exactly, but he get pretty, he's probably flirting very close to that. And I, I think that's what it is. It's another thing in life too that if you put if you're putting crap into the Star Wars fan base, you're you're kind of going to get crap out. It's kind of like what you put into is what you get out of it. And again, it's like Super Shadow. Everybody remembers Super Shadow because that that was his name, right, Mark? Yeah, that, that was it was. Um username or title right. that he went by yeah because everybody remembers that because that was the only like kooky off the wall rumor thing during the prequel era like i didn't learn about super shadow until like i think 2010 ish um when like rumors of the sequel trilogy were spiraling around which maybe there was something to that concerning that was like a fall 2010 lucas would sell the company two years later M- maybe there was something to super shadow i don't know uh, in an abstract sense, not in a specific, like, oh, in episode seven, we're going to get Chewbacca with a this, 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 and that. So, I, again, I, I think where Super Shadow really had, he was a a big fish in a small pond. With Mike Zero, you go on YouTube and type in Star Wars rumors. Again, off the top of my head, you have Midnight's Edge, Mike Zero, Grace Randolph. How many other just BS YouTube accounts that are just there for the clicks? And no one's gonna remember them. It's 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 fluff. It's 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 the worst kind of thing. It's just there. It's it's not meant to be sustainable. And that's why even like when we do episodes about like Han Solo movie plot predictions, uh, we make those episodes. And once the movie's out, no one's ever gonna listen to that episode again because they they don't sustain themselves as as interesting content. It's like why does anybody want to go back and hear us t- talk about? Uh, what we thought was going to happen in Solo. They don't. I, I, I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I'm the one who had to uh, record it in the first place. And I think uh, th- that's what it comes down to. Like No one's going to remember Mike Zero because A, he's a charlatan, and B, none of his content's going to stand the test of time. And there's no analysis. It's just... Um, it's, it's He's a national inquirer of Star Wars. Plain and simple. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, oh so God dang it We got porn on the construction site Yeah, yeah, yeah We're gonna need to shut it down Becky, get a hold of Jim No, no, Becky, get a hold of Jim We're gonna need to get a new permit There's porgs on the site now God dang it They're everywhere <laughs> Okay, quick quick question Are we gonna get porgs in episode 9? Or is JJ gonna do it way with You those? better, God dang it, you better God, you better get Porgs in episode nine. Okay, uh, follow up. If we get Porgs, are they going to still be in it a nice amount, 
or they gonna be Jar Jar and attack the clones? Uh, yeah, imagine that. We got porgs now in the sky. We're gonna need to pull away from this high horse that these guys seem to be on. I keep saying they. Mark's not on the high horse with me. He got off a while ago. Roger that. It's just one guy with his stupid yeah. hat on that he's trying to wear. It's your Zach hat. No, no. That, have I been pessimistic? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, on top of the fact that we have Foreman Zenger, we have Foley Artist Zenger, we also have control, uh, air, Airplane or Airport Control Room Zenger. <laughs> Zinger, we're going to keep a list of all these different nicknames you have. At the beginning of every podcast, we're going to run through all of them. Oh, that'd be great. And this week, we have Zanger. We have Judge Zanger, Foley Artist Zanger, Hipster Zanger, Nerd Zanger, Control Room Zanger. What haven't we seen recently a lot of? Not as much Judge Zanger as I would like. We need a ruling on Okay, Judge Zanger. We need, we need, we need the... Okay, what will, be the, what will be the legacy of Mike Zero, Judge Zanger? I don't even think a footnote at this point. I mean, we're being kind of critically mean, this person. And you know what? I would like to extend the offer to if he wants to come on to this podcast and discuss with us um, anything. I say we we if he if he feels he needs to come on and talk to us, go for it. As well, long yeah. as it is done in a constructive and well well um manner, well um executed manner. As long as we respect each other, you can debate we, we whatever, are, whatever we you are like. Fair and just on here, we would. I mean, if he wants to give his opinion and you know discuss where he gets his stuff and everything like that, I'd be willing to, to go down with this. I, like I said, I've just heard of this whole situation tonight. So, on that note, um, court's adjourned. I don't think he's going to take you up on the offer. You're telling me Mike Zero is not a listener to the Knights of Vader podcast. No, I, I just don't think he's going to come in, you know, explain himself. I figured uh, Porg Knight was a pseudonym for Mike Zero, and that's how he was getting his foot in the door with us. <sighs> Porg Knight's been a mole this uh, entire time. No. Where it, do you it, think it, Mike Zero gets all of his scoops from? It's from Zenger. Yeah. No, a con artist isn't, isn't going to, you know, talk and, you know, reveal himself. So, but yeah, I, I did finish reading this Making Star Wars article. Is Mike Zero trash? I mean, because content-wise, yes. Himself, he's just another, you know, person, you know, make money in a cheap way. But, um, but I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate here for a second. Mark, you, uh, yes, I agree. His content is trash, though. And I, I doubt his real name is Mike Zero. Maybe Mike's his first name, I don't know. But by attaching a name to it, uh, or... His persona is that to the channel, he is making it about him. Like, we, it's like, imagine if we called this podcast the Mark Fan Patriot podcast, and you just spouted nonsense, Star Wars nonsense. In a way, where it's being tied directly to your identity. Or, or right. you narcissistically call your podcast, I don't know, first four letters of your name. <laughs> to be fair, for the longest time, I thought your podcast name. I remember like when I would search your podcast in like iTunes and I look for it. I swore it was Zenger. This and for the longest time, I would tell people like they're like, oh, I'd be like, oh, Zenger has his own podcast. Like, oh, what's it called? I'm like, oh, it's called Zenger. This and yeah. like people are like it's not showing up. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And it took me like a month to figure out that it was just Zeng. This. I so, tried. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so like so the entire month of like July of 2017, if anybody like typed in Zenger. This.
I mean, buy that domain, domain name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just redirect all the traffic to uh, the main Zengness site. But yeah, though, Mark, um, yeah, go back to your saying. Yeah, it, it's hard to discern. He, he's just, you know, I mean, it's just like any of these other YouTubers that, you know, make theory videos and whatever, um, you know, clickbait. It's just clickbait, you know. It's but I don't just, think that's it, bad, though. I don't think uh, theory videos are wrong. As long as they're uh, sold as theory or speculation, right, right. But what I'm saying is um, that all falls under the umbrella. Well, maybe not all, but a lot of it falls under the umbrella of clickbait videos. Um, you know, he's 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 part of a community that is the uh, video equivalent of geek culture clickbait sites. Dang it. You do realize I have to edit this, so when you screw up, there's no way for me out of this. I'm going to stop and hold it here. Alex Jones, do you have any opinions on Mike Zero? I think he's he's part of the liberal media that's trying to paint our emperor, Palpatine, our, our great emperor, Palpatine, bad light. And all he's trying to do is help our good troops out there, even though they're clones. But if you get my... Clone Force 5, you can be as strong as those. (coughs) 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 That cough is not from any disability I have. It is from my pure patriotism to our Emperor Palpatine. I'm clapping right now. Take a bow, Zanger, take a bow. When Zinger goes into work tomorrow and can't talk at all, he'll have to explain to his coworkers why he can't. Um, like Zinger's just sitting, he like points to his throat. Oh, no, 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 no. If I go into work, I'm like, oh, I was screaming in my Alex Jones voice the other night. They'll just be like, oh, normal Thursday, got it. <laughs> the Alex Jones version is Galaxy Wars as a show, but what would be his Star Wars name? If yeah. anybody has any ideas, uh, leave a comment below. What's what's the phrase that pays Sanger? Like like the video, smash the 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 pound key, or don't uh, forget to fist pump that like button, and don't forget to share and subscribe. And also, if you really like the like the content we're pointing out, don't forget to uh, what's the other thing you have to do on YouTube now? Ring the bell. Oh, give it a thumbs. Oh yeah, and don't forget to grab that bell and ring the hell out of it because that way people know you like our content. I'm really tempted now to like go to like one of those sites like T Bubble or T Public and make like a Zanger shirt. It's like Judge Zanger, um, Foley Oh Zanger. no, no, no! There's, there's I, I want to do a new Zingness shirt soon that says I'm the third host of Zingness. I feel like that's an inside joke that I'm not getting. No, it's it's just we we have so many people who just constantly keep reappearing on the show that um, me and uh, one of the other guys made a joke that we should both make T-shirts that. For his show that say I'm the third host of blank blank and then mine's I'm the third host of Zing This. So that like anyone who's on our show enough can go buy it. Alright, this is a job for Pork Knight. Pork Knight, considering that you've listened so much, I want you to think of t shirt ideas. We'll cut we'll cut you into the profits of the t shirt idea. They're not that much. Shh, don't tell them that. That's how you sell somebody. And you don't sell but them to somebody. I that's... think T Public's going to soon have front and back designs for their shirts, so I'm excited about that. All right, uh, Pork and I get, get on it. We'll, uh, pitch some T-shirt ideas. You, I figure if anybody would buy a Knights of Air T-shirt, you'd be the first one. 
And actually, I need to get Toby working on that Judge Zinger, where it's the Judge Dredd logo, but instead it says Judge Zinger. I want a picture of you wearing the Judge uh, Dredd helmet, and it's w- with just a jawline, and it says, I am the law, Judge Zinger. Holding holding the Mjolnir in front of me, too? Yes. Yeah. I need to get a Judge Dredd helmet. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at KOB Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Also, check out our Facebook group, Knights of Vader on Facebook. Just type it in. Chances are it'll be one of the first things you find. Thank you to In Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, please contact me, Zach on Twitter, at Rogue Knight, K-N-I-T-E. And on the Cinemodities podcast, where we'll be talking Pink Floyd's The Wall. I think it'll be Pink Floyd's The Wall, but maybe not. Visual album still. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find me at MarkFanPatriot. No, no, no. We, we, we got clearance to, to construct. The Porgs have migrated off that way. Yeah, I know. We've almost gotten it to the complete height of how high this guy is on his horse. Yeah. No, no, no. Ricky has the permits. Ah, oh, dang. We didn't get the permits for that. Hold on. We, we, we got something coming in. So, Zeng, there's nothing going on. Zeng, this is on hiatus this week? Nah, we're there. Right there. All right. You heard it here, folks. Zengness is there. It's still there. Putting it's still out. There. Yes, much like my um, blurbs for uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> That's a good one. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> you have any comments for Attack of the Clones? It's still a movie. One, two. Um, all right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Good night.